Thank you, Robin, for retelling the story of Daniel in the lion's den so brilliantly. What an amazing and well-known story it is. In looking at Daniel in the lion's den, we are fast-forwarding a couple of chapters from last week. We're completely skipping over a king. Nebuchadnezzar has gone, as has King Belshazzar, and now we're up to King Darius. Darius had given Daniel authority and power as a state governor. He held favour with the king, but this made some people very jealous. Okay, before I go any further, just to say that I could not do a, a talk with, in, which involved lions without getting our resident lion experts involved. So throughout this talk, um, we're going to be hearing from Sebi and from Xander who know all about lions, they're going to give us some lion facts. Here are the first ones. The Latin word for lion is Panthera leo. Lions are called the king of the jungle, but they don't live in the jungle, they live in the savannah. Daniel was someone who definitely had problems. He was displaced from his home, his country, his community of people who believed the same as him. And he was with people who didn't understand and sometimes didn't respect his beliefs and faith. And now he was facing actual lions. A lion's roar can be heard from five miles away. Through this series, we've been thinking about what it means to stand. And this week in chapter six, we're thinking about what it means to stand strong, like Daniel did. So I want to pause for a moment for us to think about what are problems we might be facing right now that might make it hard for us to stand strong. Maybe it's busyness and stress, maybe life challenges, maybe illness or worry, perhaps the actual physical situation we're in or our health or our financial situation. But maybe the problem with standing strong comes from outside. Maybe, it might, maybe it's the fear of criticism or criticism itself of being put down by other people. Maybe it's of comparing ourselves with others. So the advisors to the king were pretty critical of Daniel. They didn't like him very much and they made it really clear. Now, I'm not very good at taking criticism and I'm fearful of being criticized by others. I want to be bold in my faith, but I find it hard to do sometimes for fears of other people's comments or judgments. One place where criticism is rife is on social media. So it might surprise you to learn that I've recently embarked on Twitter. I now tweet very occasionally and very carefully, I might add. Do you know what? I really enjoyed my first week on Twitter when I had no followers. I could say anything out into the ether without fear of being judged. Now I have seven followers and I'm aware that what I post could be retweeted by many more. My words and actions might have a very tiny amount of power and I am being followed by someone who has 16,000 people following them. What must it be like to have that kind of influence, impact, but also be exposed potentially to so much judgment and criticism? Now, uh, you maybe you may not be a social media superstar and you might chat freely and openly online. Maybe you shy away from that, but you are confident in how you approach people in real life. 
Maybe you don't feel confident at all, but you have one or two key people or friends that you feel able to share with. We all have influence and a voice, but we need to know how to stand strong in our faith when it might rattle others or situations might rattle it. When we stand out, as Ed talked about in the first week, we need to be prepared to stand strong. We're all called to stand out, to be a city on a hill. It says in Matthew 5, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people put a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. But how do we do that? Let's return to Daniel and see how he stood strong. Now when Daniel learnt that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened towards Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and he prayed, giving thanks to God, just as he had done before. Now I sleep for 18 hours a day. A lion's mane helps him to intimidate its enemies. It starts off light in colour and gets darker as it gets older. So, how did Daniel stand strong? Well, number one, I think, is that he didn't panic. It's so easy and it's definitely my go-to when things hit me or get too hard or, or the anxiety takes over that we get into a bit of a spiral. We can go over things in our heads endlessly and replay events or imagine future consequences. How do we stop doing this? It's definitely something I'm learning at the moment and I haven't got a magic answer, but what I do know is that praying helps. And every time I feel I'm entering a spiral, I now stop and I chat to God about it. The second thing, he kept on doing what he had always done. It says this clearly in verse 10. His first response to the king's new law wasn't to, to remind the king of how wonderful he was. And it also wasn't to cower away and secretly pray or stop praying or hiding his faith, but to carry on doing as he had always done. And what was that he'd always done? It was kneeling in prayer submitting to God. He found his strength in kneeling before God and praying to him. And thirdly, Daniel knew his identity was in God. Where did he face? It says he looked towards Jerusalem, his spiritual homeland. Lions live in a group of around 15 members called a pride. So going back to Twitter, when you sign up for a Twitter account, you have to write, a, well, you can write a sentence or two about who you are so that other people know uh, if they want to follow you, if they find you interesting. Uh, some people are really witty and funny with what they write. Others write about their achievements and others are their job title. And I really struggled. I really, really struggled with knowing what to write. What was my identity? I asked my boys what I should put in and they said um, mighty mummy so I was mighty mummy for a few days and then I didn't feel that mighty as a mummy so I took that out again. Um, yeah it's really hard to know what our identity is and um, I think often our identity just becomes a statement of what we do and that leaves us open and vulnerable when we don't feel like we're doing enough or we're not doing good enough. 
at those times the feedback we receive, even if it's not meant to be critical, can hurt us. I definitely think I'm at my most vulnerable when I don't think I'm doing good enough. And it's a reminder to turn back to God and remember who he says I am in him and who he is. Daniel didn't remind the king of all the years of good work he had done for him. He looked to God instead. He prayed to God. So I think it's really valuable being part of a prayer triplet or a small group or having a small group of people that you can be accountable with to remind you who you are in God. So um, in summary, Daniel, to stand strong, he didn't panic, he prayed. He kept on doing what he had always done, which was to pray. And he knew his identity was in God because he knelt before God and prayed. So I just want us to think about where in your life do you need to risk some lions? Or maybe you've got enough lions going on right now and you need to, to remind yourself to do what you've always done. But how do you keep on doing what you've always done? Maybe this is a reminder to, to start something that you always should have done. Perhaps um, as a family, it, it's remind, remembering to pray those three times a day like Daniel did. And how can you remind yourself of your identity in God? What practices can you put in place? to remind yourself of who you are in God, ultimately kneeling before him, because in kneeling in prayer, we can stand strong.